0: So, um, just as we're still standing, I feel I've got a prophetic message for us this morning. We're going to do some activations a bit later, but um, just want us to pray for ourselves this morning. So why don't you just put your hand on your heart. Why don't you just ask the Lord this morning to open your heart to his word. Why don't you just ask the Lord to let you hear that which he has ordained for you to hear this morning and that. And why don't you ask him to just... uh, Why don't you just give him permission this morning? Why don't you just say, Lord, have your way. I give you permission this morning. No matter if I feel a bit uncomfortable, have your way this morning because I choose you more than I choose myself. So have your way. Even if I feel a little bit uncomfortable, have your way, Lord. Have your way in my life this morning. Amen. 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 All right, you may be seated. Thank you, worship team. In fact, why don't we just give this worship team a round of applause? And um, these guys are just going from strength to strength to strength. I don't know where else they can go, but I'm excited to see. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So this morning we are going to talk about how to receive the Holy Spirit. So carrying on that theme with the Holy Spirit and activations and receiving the Holy Spirit and uh, being activated in the gifts, we're going to look at how to receive the Holy Spirit. So I'm going to try and get through this quickly because I want us to have time to just encounter God and His Holy Spirit and just to uh, do some of the things I feel the Lord has laid on my heart. So as I was praying, what I felt was that the Lord wanted to pour out the Holy Spirit afresh on each one of us today, okay? Oh good, one of us wants that. (laughs) Uh, I believe that um, to fulfill our walk with the Lord, we need to continually be filled, amen? We need to continually be filled. Say continually to your neighbor, continually. Okay so Acts 13 verse 32 uh, verse 52 says and the disciples were filled with joy and with the holy spirit and the disciples were continually filled, is another version, okay? So uh, in your King James, it was saying the disciples were filled with joy in the Holy Spirit. But what that actually means, if we look into that word, it actually means that they were continually filled. Uh, The Amplified says it like this, and they were continually filled throughout their hearts and souls with joy and with the Holy Spirit. So there is a mandate on us as Christians to be continually filled, not just to be once filled, but to be continually filled by the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, okay? Um, In life, we leak, okay? I don't know about you, but I leak, okay? I don't contain and retain, sorry, there's a bounce on this. Is it me spitting into it or something? But I don't contain, (laughs) it's saying, yes, it is you, Lindsay, all right. I don't contain the Holy Spirit all of the time. I leak. I leak it out, okay? And uh, we leak it out in different ways. So when we sin, we leak a little bit, and a little bit of that refreshing or a little bit of that uh, Holy Spirit that is contained uh, leaks out. Uh, Frank, you can just give me a hand a minute. This is my little demonstration, Okay my little demonstration. So, I've got a glass with water in it, okay? Now, what happens if I, you know, shout at my son or get angry and shout at him in anger? Uh, not that that ever happens in my life. I would pour it on the floor, but I don't think people will appreciate that. So for the purpose of cleanliness, I'll drink it. But some of it goes, okay? And what I need to do is I need to top myself back up. What happens if I'm driving in my car and someone cuts me up and I beat my horn really loudly and I might say some words under my breath? Because nobody ever does that in this room, okay? That never happens because we're all too holy. But again, I leak, okay? And more. More of the Holy Spirit dissipates in my life. What happens if I'm at work and a colleague is rude to me and I'm a bit nasty back to them? Or what happens if I uh, see a woman? Well, I'm a woman. But what happens if I see a man? But if I'm a man, what happens if I see a woman? Or what happens if I am a woman and I see a woman? I mean, who knows what's going on nowadays? But what happens if I look lustfully at that person? What happens if I eye them up? What happens if I'm a bit, you know... What happens if I take that further? What happens if I try and chat them up? What happens if I ask them out on a date and uh, I do something I shouldn't? Or I end up in a relationship with someone where I'm unequally yoked and I'm doing things that I shouldn't with that person? A little bit more water goes. Anyway, we get the message. So for the Holy Spirit to be active in our life, we need to be filled. Back up to the top, okay? Okay. We've all got that, right? Fairly simple, fairly straightforward. I thought you'd like my little analogy. All right, so in life we leak. We leak, and we need to be filled. God still loves us, okay? That never stops when we do things that are wrong, when we distance ourselves, when we create distance in our proximity. God still loves us, but we're grieving the Holy Spirit, okay? So if I can have Ephesians 4, Verse 17. Should have put a bookmark in, shouldn't I? Okay. So Ephesians 4, verse 17 onwards says So I tell you this and insist on it in the Lord that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do in the futility of their thinking. They are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of their ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. We don't want hard hearts. Say to your neighbor, I don't want to have a hard heart before the Lord. Having lost all sensitivity, they have given themselves over to sensuality so as to indulge in every kind of impurity and continually lust for more. You, however, did not come to know Christ that way. Surely you heard of him and were taught in him in accordance with the truth that is in Jesus. And you were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your mind and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. All right, stick with me, stick with me. Therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to his neighbor for we are all members of one body in your anger do not sin okay I need to remember that one do not let the sun go down while you are still angry and do not give the devil a foothold he who has been stealing must steal no longer and must work doing something useful with his own hands that he may have something to share with those in need do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths anybody do that but only what is helpful for building others up and according to the needs that may benefit those who listen. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage and anger, brawling and slander along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, forgiving each other, just as Christ God forgave you. Be imitators of God therefore as dearly loved children and live a life of love, live a life of love. Let us live a life of love. As Jesus loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and a sacrifice to God. Okay. It's a long bit of scripture, but I felt that this was something that God wanted to share with us today. I felt that really what God was highlighting to me when I was praying was Ephesians 4 verse 30, okay, which says, Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Okay. One version says it like this, Don't make God's Spirit sad. The Spirit makes sure that someday you'll be free from your sins. And another version says, and don't bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. Remember, he has identified you as his own, guaranteeing that you will be saved on the day of redemption. I want to say to us this morning, church, let's not make the Holy Spirit sad. If we want to be filled with the Holy Spirit, if we want to walk in miracles, in signs and wonders, we can't make the Holy Spirit sad. If we want to flow in his power, We can't make the Holy Spirit sad, but guess what? There's a beautiful beautiful get out of jail free card that God signed up and that was the death and the resurrection of his son Jesus. So because of the death and the resurrection of Jesus, we get an answer to the problem of sin. So that when we make the Holy Spirit sad, there is a way for us to restore that right relationship so we can walk in miracles, so we can walk in signs and wonders, so we can prophesy, so we can see the dead raised, so we can have faith, so we can go out and minister to those on the street that need a breakthrough and a word of encouragement in a time of sorrow and destruction. Can I get an amen? These are the things that God wants to do in our lives. And I believe as a church, God is wanting to take us on a journey where we get to a place where we are walking in these things on a regular basis. And part of what we're doing in these Sunday services at the minute is learning how to exercise that. It's encouraging our faith. It's strengthening us. It's having an impartation. And what we need to know, church, is that we have access to these gifts. We don't need to wait for someone to lay hands on us. We just need to read it in the Word and to apply some principles Principles to our life to see it manifested we don't need to come and have somebody release something to us that's good and that encourages our faith but actually if we can receive these things by faith okay we can read something in the word and we can do business with the holy spirit ourselves and we can see these gifts manifested in our lives I've seen a number of things over my journey I've seen a uh, non-christian speaking tongues that's going to mess with your theology I've literally seen non-Christians speak in tongues, okay? They weren't demonic, by the way. Uh, We were at a prayer meeting, um, and I have seen people that, uh, I've seen people healed. I saw a woman healed who was on um, uh, life support, Uh, one of the local members of our community where I run my charity, Youth for Christ. Uh, She was a local mother, and she was a drunk um, and a drug user and she had had a number of her kids taken off of her and uh, I remember the kids gossiping about her one day and saying that she was in hospital. And I said to myself, that is it. I've had enough of hearing these people talk about this woman. I'm gonna go and I'm gonna see that woman healed. Now, that wasn't a thought of my own, okay, because if I felt like that all the time, I'd be seeing people healed everywhere, right? But there was an impartation of the faith of God off the back of a meeting that I had gone to that caused something to rise up in my spirit and to declare that that woman would be healed in the name of Jesus. So I booked an appointment to go and see her. I called her and I said, can I come and see you in hospital? Because she was on a locked ward because some people had been trying to hurt her. So I went in. And I'll tell you what, <laughs> it didn't take long for my faith to crumble because I saw this woman. She was almost emaciated. She had a tracheotomy in so she couldn't speak, okay? And it was breathing for her, right? Her lungs were being... Uh, you know, helped to breathe, she was on a ventilator. And um, I mean, this woman looked ill, and all of a sudden I felt all of that faith drain right from my body. I was like, oh my gosh, why am I here? And now I've gotta pray for this woman, this is terrible. And her mum's sitting there, oh no. And I declared that Jesus wants to heal her. (laughs) Anyway, I prayed the worst prayer of my life, guaranteed. Really bad. I just actually grabbed her hand. I actually started to cry because I was a mixture of scared and worried for this woman's life. but <laughs> I thought, wow, if this depends on me, we're in trouble. So I grabbed her hand and I just prayed. I said, I believe that the Lord has sent me here today because he wants to heal you and raise you up as a testimony to many so that people will know that he is real and he loves you. Amen. <laughs> and she looked at me and I looked at her and I started crying mixture of nerves and fear. She started crying probably because this was her only hope and she was like, wow, (laughs) this is grim. (laughs) And um, her mum was sad and uh, I was out of there. I was ready to be gone. And her mum sat down with me and told me, you know what was going on and begged me, literally begged me (laughs) to come back to visit her. And so uh, this was on the Friday. And uh, I promised her mother that I would come back on the Sunday to see her. And I thought, I do not want to come back and see this person. But because the mum begged me, I thought, I've just got to do it. And uh, so I went back there on the Sunday, dragged myself in. I pressed the buzzer and they said, oh, she's not in this ward anymore. She's been moved. And I actually took a big gulp. I thought, oh, my God, she's died. (laughs) This is terrible. And they said, no, she's been moved to such and such a ward. Now I went into that ward. And this woman had no tracheoptomy in, okay, she was sat up in bed, not on any ventilator, free to walk around, actually looked like she put on weight, I don't know how that is possible, but she actually looked fuller, okay, and I was just like, God, you are awesome, this is literally amazing, I was just like, wow, this is like proper, bona fide miracle, and um, I just, I just couldn't believe it. I walked in that room and I was like super excited. And I've gone up to her oh my God, look at you, look at you. And you know what she said? Yeah, I'm a fighter. I was like, yeah, I'm a fighter. <laughs> you've just been healed by the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And what you've got to say to me is, yeah, I'm a fighter. Like that, like with steely eyes. Like, you know me. And I thought, wow, the woman that I saw a day and a half ago was begging for her life and was crying. And now, a bit of healing, you don't even recognise the King of Kings and you all believe in it's you. I learned a valuable lesson that day. You know what? God's healing does not depend on a person's holiness God's healing does not depend on a person's right standing with him. God's healing is dependent only on his love for his children. Okay, And by his children, I mean the whole of creation. Because we're all his children, it's just some don't know it. Some are a bit illegitimate, but they're still his kids. And so God is desperate to pour out his love and his healing on anyone that will be open to receive it. And we need to get our head around that because a lot of times we are the people that stop God's power from flowing because we've got all of this junk in our head. Like, I'm not sure if God will do it. Maybe he will heal someone. Maybe he doesn't want to heal someone. We've got this like dodgy narrative going on in our brain. And we just need to understand that God's desire is to love people, to see them whole, to see them restored, to see them healed, delivered, no matter how they live their lives. I don't know about you, But I'm a sinner, saved by grace. And I have access to healing. The only thing that makes me more acceptable in the sight of God is because when God looks at me, he sees Jesus stood in front of me. Okay? That's the only thing. But God wants to pour out his love and his healing upon everybody. Okay. So, in a few minutes, we're going to have an opportunity to do some business with God. So, what I want us to do is, I want us to ask the Holy Spirit if there are any areas in our lives where we have grieved Him, where we need to repent, where we need to say sorry, to allow the Holy Spirit to come and to fill us afresh. As we said, we leak. If we want to be flowing in that power. You know, we still have the power to go and heal people. You know that even when we're in a mess. The 72 didn't have the Holy Spirit. They had Jesus with them, but they didn't have the Holy Spirit. And they went out and they saw people healed. So we have the power to heal people. But you know what? It's actually the activation of the Holy Spirit that draws us closer to God, that makes us feel empowered and makes us know that which God can do through us does that make sense yeah and that's that's what we need and that's why we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit it's not that we can't do miracles if we're a bit leaky it's that we need to be filled because we need our mind to be washed afresh we need our heart to be cleansed afresh so what are some of the benefits of being filled with the Holy Spirit We experience His love. Okay, so not just head knowledge, but heart knowledge. You know, when I encounter the presence of God, when I'm in worship at home or sometimes corporately, I can just cry because I'm just aware of God's love for me. I'm just aware of what God has done for my life. I'm aware of how the Lord has healed me and restored me. You might think that you see me up here now and I've always been this confident sort of person. I have most certainly not. And if you care to talk to me, I can tell you some things. But just as a headline, I remember about 20 years ago having open visions about taking a knife and cutting off bits of my skin that I didn't like about myself and having panic attacks, not being able to leave the house because of fear of what people might say about me. So I know what God has done in my life. I know how God has healed me and I know how God has transformed me. And so that love, that that oh, that just knowledge just gets me. And so we experience more of his love when the Holy Spirit is poured out. We know who we are. For those of us today that are struggling with issues of identity, I really encourage you when we have the activation time, press into the Holy Spirit because you won't know yourself until you've seen yourself through the eyes of God and when we connect with the Holy Spirit that's how we see ourselves just as God sees us imperfect but yet perfect it is a beautiful contradiction we are imperfect but yet made perfect by him it's a beautiful exchange we get free It's another benefit of being filled with the Holy Spirit. The more we are filled with the Holy Spirit, we get free from the expectations of other people, free from condemnation. We get free to love others and spread God's love and God's joy. Okay, many years ago, I used to be someone that struggled with loving people. I struggled with comparing myself to people all of the time. And I always felt that I was not good enough, but really it was because I didn't know God's love for my life. And I would always judge other Christians and think, oh, well, that one um, is better than me, or I'm better than that one, or whatever. And it was because I had this really skewed view of who God was in my life. And I didn't know that Jesus completely loved me. I didn't understand. I didn't have that experience of the love of God that transformed my thinking and my feeling. And when that clicked, all expectation of others dropped off me. All, all, um, you know, comparing all of that stuff dropped away, and I could just see myself as I was before him. So when we get filled, we get whole. We're content with just him. You know, there are so many things vying for our attention in life. There are so many things that we want in life that we think will make our lives feel better, but it's just all noise. You know, boyfriends, girlfriends, marriage—it's just all noise. I've been married wasn't all that. Some of it was good. (laughs) It was a lot of work. (laughs) So if you want to get married, don't think that that is the thing that is going to make you feel whole. Don't think that that is the thing that is going to deliver you and bring you complete joy. It will bring you some work. It will bring you some joy, but it will also bring along with it work. That's the reality of marriage. If you think that kids are going to be the thing that change your world, if that's the thing that you're waiting for, it's beautiful i love being a mother it's a beautiful experience but it's a lot of work it's a lot of tears i was just worshiping yesterday i thought oh i've got to go back to parenting in a minute i don't want to leave (laughs) very hard as a parent to find time to get into the presence of god and so all of these things that we think are going to make us whole that we think are going to make us better more money more jobs better car bigger house these things are all just noise. Because one day, very, very soon, we're going to have to spend eternity worshipping him. So we better practice how to get some of these things out of our life now. Because if we don't, we're going to have a big, short, sharp shock on the day of eternity. It's going to be, it's going to be hard for some of us if we don't sort out our priorities and our identity in him. Holiness is easier when we're filled with the Holy Spirit. The more we're in his presence... And what I mean by that is the more we spend time in prayer and in worship and in reading our Bible and in fellowshipping with other believers, the more we spend time doing that, holiness gets easier because it's really, really hard to sin big time when you're full. It's really hard. When you're full of his presence, when you're full of his spirit, it's hard to do it. Uh, I want to share a personal testimony. to me. My ex-husband called me last night, and usually I answer going, Hello. Yep. What? Yeah. Okay, fine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, thanks. All right, here's Levi. Bye. I just spent about two hours in the presence of God. <laughs> so when he called, I went, hiya. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> He's probably shocked. <laughs> But you know, this is what happens when we spend time in the presence of God. It's just easier, life is easier. So, without further ado, if we can have the worship team back, some of the worship team, all of the worship team, however you feel. We're just gonna spend some time in his presence. We're just gonna spend some time worshiping God. And we're gonna ask the Holy Spirit to show us areas where we've grieved him. And we're going to respond, we're going to say sorry if the Holy Spirit highlights those areas. But the responsibility is on you. No one's going to do that for you this morning. That is something that you have got to do. This is a time for you to connect with your maker, with your God, the author, the perfecter and the finisher of your faith. And we're going to get into a right standing with him. And then we're going to ask the Holy Spirit to come and fill us afresh. We're going to ask when we've done that first bit, when we've asked the Holy Spirit if there's any places we've grieved him. After that, we're going to ask the Holy Spirit to come and fill us afresh. And what I'm expecting is that God will give you visions, that God will bring clarity to some of us, that God will bring prophetic words. And so I want you to be attentive in that time. What is God saying? Does God have a word for you for the church? If so, come and speak to me and we'll get that slotted in. Does God have a prophetic song that he wants to use you to minister this morning for the benefit of the church? Come and speak to me. Do you have a word for someone? Ask the Lord, give me a word to encourage someone. Even if you're struggling, I encourage you to do that because in giving, you receive ask the Lord to give you a word of encouragement or a prophetic word or a word of knowledge for someone this morning and if you need healing at some point I'm going to come and ask you to stand down here and I'm going to ask those of you who have a faith to heal to come and pray for them is that all right okay we're going to do it anyway so let's stand why don't we stand God, I look to you, I won't be overwhelmed, give me vision, see things like you do, God, I look to you, you're where my help comes from, give me wisdom, know just what to do